You're listening to the Credit Show. Show. Welcome to the Credit Show, where you learn the good, the bad, and the ugly about credit. Jay, the credit guy. And before we get started, make sure you favorite this podcast, follow it, go to my YouTube channel and to subscribe to Jay the Credit Guy so you can learn more valuable content like you will today. Now, today I have a very special guest joining me. Um, she's she's really knowledgeable in the financial uh, industry and she actually has her own show. That's a really dope show. It's called my financial flex uh which actually brings on a lot of uh you know entrepreneurs and you know people that's in the finance world and really helps people understand you know um and and get inspired with these uh interviews that interviewees that she brings on uh now without further ado help me bring on annalisa abel i'm doing great how are you it's friday I am good. I'm good. good. Got paid a few times today, so it's good. Oh, man. That's what's up. Well, I definitely want to thank you for joining my platform. Uh, You know, I I really enjoyed being on your platform a couple couple weeks ago, I believe it was. Uh, Really dope. Let me ask you, though, how, like, what what really made you want to get that platform, that whole My Financial Flex going? Because that's a really dope, you know, platform to be. Uh, part of well I think it all started back in March so um, during the pandemic um, I had a conversation with a friend of mine about like finance related stuff I was just like you need to do this you should probably try to do this you can make more money this way Um, and he was like I don't think a lot of people know this I feel like you need to put yourself out there and create a platform where people can learn about financial related things and my first thought was who wants to listen to me talk about anything finance related? I'm not, I wasn't very big um, on social media or just being on social media. Really, I was posting just so people to say, hey, Annalise's alive, she's here and well. Um, but after the first episode, which took place in, uh, I believe the end of April this year, the, the first episode was about becoming debt free. And that was one of my most popular episodes ever. Again, I think people tuned in because they wanted to come back debt free, but also just trying to figure out, is this Annalisa going live on Instagram? Never seen this before, a very rare rare sighting. Um, But we had really good engagement and really good conversation after that, which led to additional episodes, um, which led to additional people reaching out to me, just asking me to be on my platform because the overall goal for Financial Flex um, and the way I've created the show is for entrepreneurs, business owners, and careerists to really talk about their financial success. So I think a lot of times um, people have uh, individuals that they look up to, but they never really know the story behind that. So I created this platform so people can ask questions, hear about their story, and just realize that these are regular people that just stuck to a plan they had in their head, um, didn't let fear get in the way, and they were able to execute. And, edit, and as a result, they had financial uh, success. So we talk about financial success. I want people to flex a little bit. I want people to say, you know, I made $20,000 last night, but like two years ago, I was in the same position as many of you all are just thinking about an idea, but just didn't really execute yet. So the overall goal is to really inspire people 
for immediate action to, you know, have multiple streams of income and monetize a lot of your passions. Wow, that's pretty dope. So you touched on, uh, you know, being debt free, which you're really known for. Mm -hmm. Um, Now, paying off debt, I know that's something, man. When you pay off debt, you really get a really good feeling. You do. Um, (laughs) You do. Um, So you'll hear, there's like, I'll say my conversations about becoming debt free. I don't think it's completely unique. I don't think I have truly exclusive information. But what I like to do is inspire people that if I can pay off my student loans, my car loan, my credit card card debt, you can too. And it doesn't matter how much money you make. If you know, if you have the right tools and the right methodology to do so, just apply it and start now. And you'll get to the point where you're paying off all of your, all of your debt. Um, When I paid off my debt, it is a relief. You do have a good feeling. It's almost like what's next. Um, And then especially there's a lot of people that can't say that they paid off their debt so being a part of that unique population that will feel good about yourself so um once i actually did that it was great but i will tell people like i say in my course once you pay off your debt it's not it's a marathon you're constantly like after you get to that point where you paid off your debt it is a mindset that you completely shift it and you think about finances and how you make money um, and how you acquire credit and debt and all those things completely different. So it's a marathon and a continuous journey. Yeah, I mean, I think that, you know, people that, like, do you happen to know, like, the statistics about people that actually have debt out there? Because I know there is a lot of people that's out there that has debt that definitely want to become debt-free. Yes. Um, you know, what, what, what are the statistics out there? So recent statistics that I've uh, read were that on um, on average, American Americans have about thirty eight thousand dollars of personal debt. Wow! And then when you think about it from a credit card, a credit perspective, on average, Americans have about sixty over sixty seven thousand dollars of credit card debt. Which just reading that statistic for me, I've thank the Lord I've never had that much on a credit card, but just thinking about people in my life that I know and how they utilize um, credit cards and not being very disciplined and how they pay off credit cards and just not being knowledgeable, um, just a lack of uh, financial literacy, really, yeah. and how they're utilizing on um, those credit cards. So when you just think about those statistics, personally, I don't want to be a part of that. So right. when I read about paying off debt and learning about the methodologies that I can use to pay off debt, I wanted to be a part of that unique population that didn't have debt. When people ask me, you know, when I was purchasing uh, my my duplex, the lender asked me, you know, how much credit card debt do you have? How much student loan debt do you have? Do you have a car loan? It honestly felt good to say, no, I don't have any of those things. Let's move on. Uh, So um, being a part of that unique uh, population is is very exciting, but I think a lot of people get overwhelmed with the amount of debt that they have. Um, So they just try to avoid it instead of tackling it head first. Okay. So, uh, do you happen to be like a big follower of Dave Ramsey at all, or how do you like like what what? How do you um, separate yourself if you're not with Dave Ramsey? Like, why do people um, follow you? Yeah, Dave Ramsey's cool, and you know he's he's mentioned the snowball effect um, as well as the avalanche effect and how to pay off debt, and I mentioned both of those things in my course. Um, and I think that the, both of those uh, those ideas are great depending on the debt that you have and your ultimate goals and when you want to pay off the debt. 
but um, conversations and interviews that I've seen of him, I, I think he wants people to completely reduce the luxuries that they have in their life. And if you if you work with me, if we have a consultation call and we want to pay off debt, I will never tell you to completely remove luxury for your life just to pay down debt. Because I understand that life is short and tomorrow's not promised. So I want you to create some type of balance that makes sense for your life. So for me personally, you know, I did reduce a lot of things. I didn't, I stopped getting my nails done as frequently. I canceled my Audible subscription. I went to the library more frequently. Um, I did make some of those sacrifices, but there's things I like to do. Yeah. I wasn't going to sacrifice not getting my eyebrows done on a regular basis or not going to get a pedicure because those things were special for me. Um, but I think it's all about balance. And I think people need to have an understanding and conversation about delayed gratification. So just because I tell you you can't have this luxury right now, that doesn't mean it has to be this way forever. Right. So create a goal. I think you can reward yourself on certain, in certain things. Um, but you have to also be able to reflect and remove things that just aren't adding value to your life. Yeah, that makes sense. Getting rid of those liabilities and, you know, mm -hmm. on assets, you know, something that Robert Kiyosaki is really big on, you know, that's that's one of the people that I follow. Um, but I feel like Dave Ramsey definitely has a an old traditional way of thinking where, you know, they tell you to save, you know, save, save, save in your, your early years. Um, just so you can enjoy it when you're older, you know. I have no when, interest in that. <laughs> I have yeah, no I mean, interest that, in blowing a bag when I'm 60 or 70 years old. <laughs> I want to do it right now. Exactly. So like that's yeah. no. So uh, there's two things I emphasize. One, creating a balance when it comes to like becoming debt free, creating a budget, do something that makes sense. Because oftentimes when you restrict yourself so much, when you get at a low moment and you can't, in certain things you can't control in your life where you you become in a depressive state you're going to want to treat it with certain things and it may be purchasing things that aren't a part of your budget and you can get completely off the wheel and off the journey now let's create this balance right now so that you're able to enjoy some things but knowing that you're working on um your goals but i also emphasize multiple streams of income so that hey annalisa i cannot stop getting my nails done i girl i gotta get my hair done I got to get everything done on a consistent basis because it makes me feel good about myself, which is great. So now let's increase your income on a monthly basis. Figure out how we can multiply the money that is coming in on a multiple basis on a monthly basis, and that extra money that'll be coming in. Let's let's put that towards the debt so you can continue to live in the life that you want. That's major. That's that's showing that's showing people that money is just a tool. It's not it's not it's not a goal. It's a tool. So anytime that you uh, come up with another source of income or things like that. That's that's another way for you to knock down debt, you mm -hmm. know, and then still have the things that you want in life, uh, you know, to kind of give you that quote unquote treehouse that you're trying to build. You know, that that's that's a part of your vision and things like that. That's pretty dope. I like mm -hmm. that. Okay. Uh, now you, you you talked about financial literacy. You mentioned it, um, and I know that's something that a lot of people aren't really up to date with yet mm -hmm. and that kind of has to do with i would say you know our our education you know us not being taught it and stuff like that uh you know you might be lucky to be taught it you know in your household but it's definitely not taught in, in school mm -hmm. why do you why do you believe that financial education or financial literacy isn't taught in school that's a tricky thing um you know i have my own 
theories and idea of why, you know, financial education may not be taught in school. But um, I think it, I'm especially, I don't know about any other education, but I, all I can speak on is American education. And it may have something to do with capitalism and just the fact that they don't want, you don't, they don't want everyone to get a piece of the pie. That could, that could have something to do with it. But um, for me, I just feel like I have my own responsibility to teach people within my community the, the knowledge that I have. So when I'm thinking about my own process, because I'm not, I mean, my whole story is not unique. I didn't learn it in school. I didn't learn about financial responsibility at home, but I, you know, I'm a researcher. I like to have a lot of knowledge. I like to ga gather knowledge. So I personally re will research, you know, how are these, how are these regular everyday people becoming millionaires? What are they doing? What are they doing that's so special? And oftentimes when you hear these stories about people who didn't have money that was inherited to them, they just made changes in their life and they shifted their mindset and they believe that they can do it. it it's real, I honestly feel like it's that sim simple as shifting your mindset to a growth idea and feeling like anything is possible. I can become a millionaire and I'm speaking those things into my life. And I don't think a lot of people um, do that. And when you think about shifting your mindset, it's, it's gonna be completely different within the black community um, just based on how the images and pictures of, of how they see themselves and how other people see them within the media. So it's going to be a little bit trickier depending on, you know, what background you come from. But for someone in the Black community, you don't see positive in images of someone talking about finances, of making a lot of money uh, without it being uh, associated with some like illegal activity and things like that. So yeah. I feel like it's my responsibility within my community to educate the people that are around me um, that look like me so that we can make sure the people our children behind us have the right, right resources that they need yeah i mean because um being able to count money that's not financial literacy <laughs> i mean uh I, I i made like a status a while ago like if you're trying to become a millionaire there's so many different types of millionaires you know there's drug dealers you know ceos you know there's the entrepreneur who you know, build it from the ground up as an investor, you know, so it's like, who do you listen to? And I think, you know, what's major is being able to decipher what's best for yourself and also understanding the whole situation itself, like what a person is involved in and, you know, because I, I feel like each person, they can actually teach you something. Mm-hmm you know to, to really help your mindset but obviously you don't want to you know I, I don't i don't know your preference but i, don't, I wouldn't want to be talking to a drug dealer <laughs> how to make millions look i ain't gonna hold you but i mean i'm not gonna judge somebody and how they make their money but like especially for someone um because i understand systematic racism and i understand how real it is i mean i would not encourage anyone to do any illegal activity i feel like Anything that's risky, you need to have a strategy and an exit plan, point blank, period. Um, and however you make your money and however you're gamb gambling with your life, you need to be able to face the consequences when they're sitting right in front of you. That's what's up. Yeah, that's some good good information, good knowledge. So let me ask you, when, when uh, how old were you when you first got your first credit card? I thought you were going to say, how old was I when I got my first million? And I'm just, <laughs> well, you know. <laughs> Flex um, a little bit. <laughs> let's see, credit card. I was in college. I want to say sophomore in college, so I was probably about 20, 19 or 20. Um, and it was a $300 limit credit card, four-fifth third. 
and again, I've always been great with my money. So okay. even when I was younger, we would get like $20 for allowance for cleaning like that. I would save it. Just, just save it because. And you weren't taught that at all. You just didn't. I wasn't taught that. Oh, oh my other wow. siblings, I have three other siblings. They were spending their money. So let me just say that I just, <laughs> and I think that has to do with like, um, you know, for I was fortunate enough to come from a, a two-parent home, so we do have. I did have some advantages compared to some of my friends and the people that I grew up with. But you know, my parents don't have college degrees; they don't have these fancy careers. So you know, I watched them as their our lives um, improved, and they made a little bit more money. But there was a time when we did make a lot of money. So that time that we were able to get allowance, you know, I was saving it, probably mentally in my head, probably saving it for those for those days where life may have not been so great. So I just had a very interesting connection with money. But even in college, you know, I uh, went to school on scholarship, fortunately. Um, but just additional monies I received from school are just that the extra that I didn't need to go to college. I just put it in my savings account always. I like never touched it. Tax returns, uh, my tax refund, always put it in my savings account. So when I got a credit card, I didn't necessarily need a credit card to pay for expenses. Um, and I don't like you'll hear people. I've heard it before, even on my even when we had our conversation on financial flex, you'll hear people in the college that uh, in the comment section, they were like, yeah, I have this credit card. My credit. That's like a lot of the times in college. That's when people's credit went to like trash. So yeah. like mentally in my head, I don't even I just understood how it worked. Like. You borrow from someone, you pay all of it back. I never understood the idea of just paying the minimum. Like that was not, like I never knew why people did that, but obviously I had the money to just pay it off. And it was only a $300 limit and I would just be using it for cat, uh, for gas or food or things like that. Mm, that's pretty dope. Well, that's, that's good that you were one of the very few that actually mm -hmm. understood the credit in college because that is, that is one of the main people that they do market to is college students because they're they're very uh naive and you know such like that so that's that's good that we got uh, uh annalisa to look up to and be like wow okay now uh speaking of looking up to i mean because you you did put yourself in a situation where you were debt free like what what you know we're gonna talk about your courses in a minute because i know you get some secrets in the course and i don't want to get in too much detail yes. but what would you say really helped you become debt free what helped me become debt free? So as I mentioned before, I was very good with my, my money. So I when I graduated college, um, I probably had over $10,000 in savings. I probably had like, I don't know. I, it depends on what, how much money you like to put, keep in your checking account. I think I had like $3,000 in my checking account. Uh, I was, I had went to grad school, I was working, and then I got a position that was paying me a lot more in Lima, Ohio. So I moved there. Um, and then when my salary increased, that's when lifestyle creep happened. And, you know, I was just spending money on things that I probably shouldn't have been spending money on. And then I got in a car accident. So I had a car repairs and then something with my townhouse. I just had to improve. I think I, had a, I was buying furniture. All I know is at the end of that and Christmas gifts. So at the end of 2019, I had like $500 in my checking account which to me, I, which was new to me. I'll be honest, like I was, I'm so good about my money. I would say no to a lot of things because I like that. At that time, I look at money a little bit differently now. But at that time, I didn't want to go lower than a certain amount in my checking or my savings account. 
Yeah. I got to a point where I only had like $500 in my checking account. And I was just like, I didn't want to start dipping into my savings. So I was just like, what am I doing here? Um, so I decided to get a second job that ended up being very lucrative for me. And then the best thing to do with, to do with all that money that I was making um, was pay it towards my debt. Mm. So, you know, when I talk to people on my financial discovery calls and, you know, you're making more money, like, and at least I got this new job. I want to start paying down debt. I, I tell people, you need to be mindful of lifestyle creep. Because honestly, usually those promotions are usually only an extra 10000 15000 a year, which, what is that? Like an extra $500 um, a month, which is really not that much money for you to feel like you can be splurging and going to get a new car and things like that. So, um at that point where I got to that low mo moment, I was just like, I need to get things together. So I had to, I usually do like a fast at the beginning of the year. So I was doing like a fast. And then um, during that time, I was listening to a lot of audiobooks. It was the first time that I actually read Think, Go Think, Grow Rich by Napoleon Hill, which is one of my favorite books. And he really drills in the idea of your mindset and just believing that you can do something. And, you know, I challenged myself to that. And then I wrote things down on index cards, like they mentioned in the book, and posted that up. And I just started working towards my goal, goals. And, I mean, it just happened. And right. next thing you know, I'm paying off my last payment to debt. And I'm just like, That's wow. And my mom <laughs> and my parents are like, oh, my goodness. Like, they're making a big deal about it. Because, again, you just have to think about, like, people, depending on what community you come from, people don't talk about paying off debt. Some people will say that, oh, everybody has debt. I might as well too. So changing your mindset mindset and shifting and believing that it's not something that you have to be burdened with. It doesn't make sense. And obviously it impacts your credit. It impacts um, different things in your life. So just being knowledgeable about it is very important. But yeah, and you know, that was in 2018 when I started my debt-free journey. Um, it took me about 18 months to pay off all of my debt. Wow, yeah. that's pretty dope. Uh, yeah. By the way, this this is random, but uh, did you know that the Think and Grow Rich, the original, was actually the science of success? That's the one that Napoleon Hill wrote, mm -hmm. and then it was revised with some other author, and that's when they made Think and Grow Rich. So wait, yeah. what was the first one? The science of success, to my knowledge. Science of success. I'm gonna look into that. That's dope. The, the science of success. That's what it was called. And then they revised it into thinking progress. Uh, but what I've gotten from this conversation so far, uh, with you becoming debt free, is one that you definitely uh, saved your money. You know, whether it was ten percent, twenty percent, whatever, you saved your money, mm -hmm. right? Uh, but you also, you know, to to help you become debt free, move towards freedom you know move towards that uh being debt free and also um you increased your, your your streams of income so whether that was getting a, another job or you know uh, using your money to uh create another business or whatever you you kind of raised your level of uh yeah trying to overpower your income to expenses type of mm -hmm. ordeal you know so that's that's pretty dope you know, because a lot of people, I know a lot of people hear that it takes money to make money, but uh, they don't really understand the fact that when it comes to taking your money to make more money, that's all about buying good debt versus bad debt. Exactly. You know? 
um and that's 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 something i want you to kind of touch on really quickly uh okay. regarding what what the difference is because a lot of people you know might look at Dave Ramsey and be like all that is bad that you know so mm-hmm. you know what what is the difference with good dad bad dad um that's a good point because i think people need to understand that one good dad is something that's going to make you money um things that are going to appreciate so like your home will be considered as good dad i've heard people say that education and schools good that i depend it depends on how you look at it if you ask me it depends on the roi on your degree yeah i was gonna say that (laughs) if if you go to school um and you could if you go to school and it costs you a hundred thousand dollars and your career out of college is thirty thousand dollars to me that wasn't a good investment Mm -hmm. um but if you know me then you know how i feel about (laughs) education and i have a master's degree so you know um flex on them a little bit (laughs) <laughs> I, all I can say is like going to school is not the only way to make money. Yeah, absolutely. Actually, I, if you're going to go to school, it should be to be an accountant, to be a physician, to be a clinician of some sort. Um, do you really need to go to school to for art or something like so, that? So, so you really, so what I hear is you really shouldn't focus on your passion when it comes to going to school or uh, like when it comes to not being a slave to debt or whatever you should mm-hmm. focus on on where the money is or like like how do you how do you feel because i know this financial game is crazy so you really want to yes. you know you really want to line your line your, your your cards up in a way where you stuff up uh, in the long run yeah so for me so i'll back up and say that so originally i went to school for pre-med I job shadowed a physician, I did research and all those amazing things. And I realized it wasn't for me, um, but I love everything about healthcare, taking care of your body, health, all those related things. The next best things for, for me was healthcare administration. So when I was going to school, it was two things. I needed to know I was gonna make a, a, a lot of money, not just a little bit of money. I needed to know I was gonna make a lot of money if I was gonna go to school. And it had to be something that I was interested in. Healthcare administra- administration made sense for me. I had to, I had the opportunity to uh, be able to work my way up to six-figure salary easily, as well as learn about healthcare, hospital administration, all of those amazing things. Um, so that's what made sense for me. But like when people go to school, just my challenge to them, you know, figure out how you can monetize your passion before you go to school for it. School for it, because if you're saying that you want to make money off something that you really enjoy, then do that. Who told you you had to go to school for that? That's good, yeah, absolutely, yeah, definitely, man. That's some good stuff. Um, now I know we're running out of time. Uh, we want to talk about your courses because I know you got quite a few courses. Uh, you know, the biggest one being how to become debt free, and a lot of people may want to check that out because some good stuff, man. Becoming debt free can really put you in a situation where you feel free, you know. Uh, financially and also you know with your credit and all of that so mm-hmm. uh, that's that's a really big thing when it comes to uh, uh, how it impacts your credit score so I would definitely advise you uh, look at her course how to become debt free so um, I know you got a you got a special going on this weekend yes I have a special you definitely want to get in I don't know where you're going to post this um this podcast my course is being reduced to 27 dollars for the labor day weekend the reason you want to get it this weekend is because my next financial flex i will be throwing people who purchase the course into a drawing to receive cash money to wow. pay towards their debt because i just really want to 
Yeah, I really want to bless people. And I know, you know, times may be challenging for some people. I know that may um, may have been furloughed or maybe between jobs at this moment due to COVID-19 and the pandemic. Um, but it's money to be made. And then the $27 is going to be a good investment. Before this call, I got a review that says, thank you so much for your course. I'm really inspired by it. So again, the, it starts with mindset. My goal is to inspire you to, to create multiple sources of income, pay down your debt, um, and I'm not saying you have to pay down $100,000 of debt tomorrow. I'm saying that you need to start today and get closer to that amount because what is it going to do? It's going to help improve your credit score. Um, and it's going to it's going to provide some relief for you. People don't understand the stress that's related to debt for a lot of people. A lot of people may, if you're not stressed about the debt, debt that you have, it's probably because you're avoiding it. And don't avoid it because it will follow you. You, you can't, yeah. you don't want to pass down, you want to pass down uh, assets to your kids. You don't want to pass down liabilities. So let's focus on paying down your debt. Um, purchase my course on how to become debt free. We talk about good debt and bad debt, um, things that are gonna make you money, things that don't make your make you money. So if it's not making you money, it's not adding, adding value to your life. I want you to keep things in your life that add value. Um, we talk a lot about that in your course, but also with the course, you will be um, a part of the Facebook debt free community group where we create different challenges. Um, about savings goals. We talk about and celebrate each other when we do pay, uh, pay off debt. And then also you have a debt payment plan used by undebt.it um, that you can help track your goals and create goals when we think about when we want to pay off our debt, whether it's in 24 months, 36 months. Uh, we just want to start today. Okay. Now that's the special that you all don't want to miss. It's this week, uh, Labor Day weekend uh what's what's the regular price if people miss out on this the regular price is 47 dollars. okay so you might might want to say your 20 dollars, man the choice is yours <laughs> <laughs> yeah absolutely uh okay so um regarding how to find you how to find your course and stuff like that like where, what's how do we find you the best way to find me is on instagram on twitter at just annalisa that's j-u-s-t a-N-N-A-L-I-S-A. -A -A. Um, I can also be found on Facebook at Annalisa Abel. The best way to engage with me is probably going to be on Instagram or Twitter. Um, and that's where you will see the links to um, not only the course that I'll offer, but as well as other resources for you all if you're interested in, you know, vending machine business, um, option trading, stocks, and things like that. I do have those resources available for you all. And then I do also offer um, like one-on-one -on -one calls, completely free discovery calls. We can talk about your debt-free plan. We can talk about your business idea for 30 minutes. Um, and then if you need someone to hold you accountability, accountable for some of your targets and your goals, I do have that service as well. Um, but yeah, definitely follow me on Instagram at Just Annalisa. All right. Well, I thank you for joining us, uh, Annalisa. Um, you know, you make sure you all go out and follow her on Instagram. You know, check out her courses. Uh, she'll definitely be giving some really good value. But I appreciate you for joining me today, Annalisa. All right. Go and subscribe to YouTube. Jay, the credit guy, you know, definitely rewatch this. You know, listen to those good jewels that Annalisa was given. All right. Until next time. This is the credit show.